All right, we are live, and for whatever reason, the transition effect didn't work, but whatever. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Random Encounter Podcast, episode 76. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined by Bryant. Hello, chefs. I'm playing Persona 3 Reload and loving it. I like that Yoshi shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Fanatical.com. Free plug for somebody that's not giving us any sort of endorsement. <laughs> or not Fanatical. Um... No, I screwed up what the website I got it from. Uh, Yeti, the Yeti. Yeti I've been buying yeah, some of the games from like, Fanatical. Like, Yeti, Yeti. <laughs> I was about to say, like, yeah. Fanatical sells shirts? Like, what? Like, oh, yeah, Yeti. I've been yeah, buying Yeti so much some, from Fanatical. Yeti has some really amazing shirts. It's, it's mm-hmm. great. So. TheYeti.com, free plug. There you go. <laughs> and we're joined by Ash Destroyum. Hey, what up, guys? I am not playing, playing Persona 3 right now because I decided to, to actually take a break from it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bad for me, but yeah, I got to take, take a break from it, so... I'm with you on that. I'm I'm actually thinking of taking a break too. Uh and Fan XY. Hey. I'm recuperating from Chinese New Year's. <laughs> you know, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Actually, one of them that I was gonna mention, which is kind of funny. I, I posted a tweet a while back. I said, uh, here's my conspiracy theory. It's Chinese New Year's, right? Year of the Dragon, right? We're getting Dragon's Dogma. We're getting Dragon Ball Daima. We're getting Like a Dragon. Dra- there was like a dragon yeah there's dragon ball uh sparking zero does that mean we're gonna get something dragon quest there's a lot of dragon stuff happening this year will we get dragon quest 3 remake or dragon quest 12 i i pr- i think dragon quest 3 remake will come sooner than dragon quest 12 i feel like we're still like five years away from dragon quest 12 but that's just, my conspiracy oh. like <laughs> <laughs> just watch they're they're gonna come out with double dragon instead Oh yeah, Pokemon Dragonite. <laughs> There's yeah, we'll we'll probably have Pokemon Dragonite. That's right, or Pokemon. No, it, you can do a Pokemon Legends, um, like black and white, because Reshiram was a dragon Pokemon, so like you can have that, which would make sense too, because rumor has it that there's a black and white, not black and white, but there's a Legends game that's set in the black and white universe in the past, and then there's that dragon that was Reshiram, Zekrom. And I forget what the third dragon is. All three of them combined that they never showed. They talked about it in black and in black too, but they never showed that Pokemon. You only get the one that could combine with two. So you get like Zekrom um, fused with that third dragon or uh, Zek- um, Reshiram fused with that third dragon. So yeah, another dragon thing might come out. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out that Sephiroth is a dragon in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, like, you know, in this new universe. <laughs> Who knows? That's my that's my theory though, because I want something you know Dragon Quest three related. We haven't we saw Dragon Quest three. I want to say two years ago, in the HD two D engine, and that's it. Like we haven't seen anything else since. And I mean, it, it should not take that long to make this game or remake this game. But I don't know. Who who knows? Who knows? But before we get into our main topics, as always, don't forget like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitch. We're trying to hit seven hundred fifty subscribers on YouTube. Uh, by that's our goal for the month, and then of course by the end of March, hopefully we can hit that thousand goal. And then uh, also follow FanXY on Twitch and subscribe to him on YouTube at FanXY, where he does simultaneously stream on um, both websites. But yeah, my theory. Do you think my my theory has a little bit to it, or no? <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, it could happen. I mean, I mean, did it happen in the past before? I mean, I don't know. In the year of what was last year? Year of what? I don't know. Um, yeah, because and I, and I, 
familiar. I just know it's Year of the Dragon because like Steam had it all over there. So I was like, oh, it's Year of the Dragon. Okay. I mean, like, if it happened like before with other like for like for other games and stuff, yeah. then it makes sense. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's not it's not a bad theory either. I just wish there was like a bit more evidence to, to further back that up a little bit. That's all, yeah. that's all I'm asking for. You know? It's just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> coincidence plus wishful thinking. Equals and honest, this. And honestly, I don't think they, they need the Year of Dragon to just, just so they can talk about Dragon Quest because Dragon Quest on its own don't, d- doesn't need it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. At least in Japan. In the U.S., I, I wish it was more popular in the U.S., honestly. Like, people sleep on Dragon Quest when versus Final Fantasy. When Final Fantasy is, is you know, announced, everybody gets hyped. When Dragon Quest is announced, people are like, eh, no oh, well. <laughs> which is sad. Very sad. Because then you got Dragon Ball Z, which is very popular with artwork by Akira Toriyama, but you know, is what it is. But as I said, we got quite a few things to talk about this week. A lot of things were, I won't say a lot of things were announced, but there was a few hardware announcements and I'm going to go into the first one and that is Cracked. So the company Cracked, CRKD, you actually pronounce it Cracked, not whatever else you might think it was. I didn't know. I thought it was pronounced CRKD for the longest and then I watched one of their videos and they pronounced it as Cracked. I was like, oh, cool. I did not know that. But Cracked announced a new controller called the Neo S. And it is actually, hold on, why is my scene? Okay, there we go. It is actually pretty cool. Um, Looking at it, it, it's their philosophy was they were trying to make a controller that was designed, how can I put it, uh, familiar, which is like, okay, like, you know, con- I'm pretty sure all these controllers are very familiar design, no, but they wanted no. something a little bit different. What were you saying? Mm, no, no, go. Keep saying what you're saying. Keep saying what you're saying. Yeah. And what they did is they looked at a smartphone. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you wear, you have a smartphone in there. So they designed it based off a smartphone, and then they started putting everything together. Mm, okay. And, yeah. And I was like, um, okay, like, that. that's kind of cool. Uh, the, you have uh, grips on the back, so you can hold it well right it's not like an nes controller where it's very rectangular and it's just flat there's actually like a little i don't know what we call it, like a bulge on the back to have it a little bit easier for you to hold it has uh hall effect sensors which is nice similar to the nitro deck and there's a bunch of different like versions or models of the controller the one that i have on screen is the classic uh clear edition which i thought looks really cool the buttons are colored you got a b x y uh, which are, you know, blue. The, those actually colors are, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the Dreamcast colors, aren't they? That's definitely not SNES. That I believe those are the Dreamcast colors. Um, actually, you know what? I feel like I, I got to look it up. Yeah. Man. I mean, SNES would have been purple. Yeah. Or, I'm Girl, sorry, Super Famicom. Japan. Okay. Yeah, Super like, Famicom yeah. would have been uh, colorful, but I don't think they're those colors. I'm almost positive that's Dreamcast colors, because I know Dreamcast had like pastel colors for their buttons so which i i I loved it like it was cool but anyways that's one of the versions that's on here there's a bunch of other versions let me see oh this page doesn't have it um where's that page you know what the whole button thing i think they should just get rid of the lettering you think so someone someone made a comment when they were talking about the like a new switch two whatever right yeah that they should just get rid of the a B X Y, yeah, and just make it just colors, right? Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't matter, yeah. You know, because you know, when you look at the when you're watching the game, 
or you're you're playing a game, mm-hmm. you see, hey, press A. You're not yeah. looking at the controller, like which one's the A button. Most yeah. of them are colored in some way. If they were just always designated as that color, and on the game it corresponds, hit hit the red button. Oh, I know it hit the red button. Yeah. But uh, that would only work if all the controllers were color coordinated like that, which exactly. I can understand. The manufacturers aren't going to want to do that. They're going to want to do their own thing. Exactly, which goes but, back to the yeah. the letters again. Yeah, you know. I know. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. The letter thing is just me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny. A lot of people I've heard like complaints like, "Oh, you know, Nintendo should go ahead and follow Xbox." When Nintendo, that was always Nintendo's format to begin with. I mean, they came out with the controller first. Uh, well, not they didn't come out with it first, but they're the ones that kind of popularized the controller. They had the, and that's yeah, always they had been their AB. setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A B and A B and then they added X Y and the S N E S and Famicom. L R kinda take the yeah so L R. They they added X Y to chase after Sega. Cause Sega had A B C X Y Z. They had the six button combo, remember? On but the I think I think that controller came out later. The Super Nintendo was already out mm. when that happened because the Genesis had a three button mm. setup and then they got Which a, was A B C, yeah. Yeah, and then they had the six button uh, controller that came out later, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm almost positive that was the case. That they, they did a six-button setup after, which was kind of weird because uh, nobody, I, no games use those those extra buttons. Fight games. Fighting games. Arcades at the time. Yeah. Because they were... Virtual fighters, stuff like that. That's yeah. true. Arcade fighting games at the time did use six buttons. And I, and I think now controllers need to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, this, but, I mean... You know, neither here or there. This controller but, to me looks pretty cool. Like I have the SN30 Pro, which is the Super Nintendo like controller from uh, Abidu, and I love yeah. that controller. I have it in my bag, so I take it with me all the time. And I'm I'm gonna pick this up. I'm definitely gonna do a review on it. And if it's good, this might replace the SN uh, SN30 Pro if it's pretty Dude, this, good because it has Hall Effect re- sticks. Yeah, yeah. This this reminds me of another 8-bit Do controller. Which one? That the NES version. No, the the eight bit dude light two. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. The mini, the mini controller, right? Is the little that, ones, that one? yeah, that are like they come yeah. in like blue and a uh, neon pink or whatever. Yeah, that's true. It, that is. True. It looks just like it, except the eight bit dude one's more rounded, mm-hmm. where this one's more square and rectangular. Um, yeah. and it's got like the more bump out grips, but it's very really like very very similar, like. So it's I, almost like an inspiration. Like they took like the idea, like, hey, we're, can we make this better? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I I think they wanted to do something different, not the same. Um, because if you watch their video, they literally say they looked at the smartphone and they build off of that. Which okay, I mean, it's rectangular. In my head, I was just thinking NES. Like NES was rectangular. They just built off of that. But you're right. The eight bit do is also very similar in design uh, as well. My only, the only thing that I really don't like about this, because I'm getting the classic clear. I think it looks the coolest. I don't like those thumbsticks. The thumbsticks I actually like are on the, uh, the splatter pop, uh, pop art. I believe is how you pronounce it, or is it pop e art? I have no clue how you pronounce that. Uh, it, but they're an artist, and the splatter one has, is it concave? Right, that's what goes in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it yeah, has or Gibson. Yeah, it has concave thumbsticks. All the other ones are whatever the opposite of concave is. And but I don't like the splatter that much. Like it, it's it's cool, I guess, but I prefer the classic clear, but that's the only one that has that. And if you look at all the other designs, their thumbsticks, the way they're set up are all different. The the retro gold edition 
has like Nintendo Switch style like thumbsticks. Um, the classic clear has like it, there's like weird like bumps on it. The Blossom Edition also has concave thumbsticks. I'm like, why? Why are they all different? <laughs> why couldn't they just be all the same? Your Nitro deck came with extra caps for the sticks, right? It did. It only came with two. So I could technically okay. use that. I wonder if they're going to sell the caps as an accessory set. So they do. They uh they said it is compatible because if you go to okay. accessories, so I'm on their website right now, there's all uh, stick tops. And it's okay. a set of, what is it? Um, what is that, eight, right? Yeah, a set of eight. So like you have the retro edition, which has like yellow for the right thumbstick and like a light gray for the left. And then you have black and then just gray. So you could purchase that. It's 20 bucks and, and get different thumbsticks. But it's like, why? Like they should have gave us a, an extra pair like they did with the Nitro deck, but they're not. Yeah. But anyways, that is the cracked classic clear uh, Bryant and Ashley. You guys see you guys, you guys picking that up? And I guess fan as well, because I know fan, you've been talking me about this. Do you see yourself picking this up? Because I know you like also controllers. <laughs> I do, but I, you know what? May, maybe, mainly because it is a smaller controller, so it'll be nice to kind of just like throw in my bag and carry mm-hmm. around um, instead of having a full-fledged like controller controller, you know, yeah. like one of these honking things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like holding off mainly because I'm waiting to see what happens with the new, if the new switch gets three and announced, right? Yeah. So I'm just like kind of seeing, wait and see. Mm-hmm. But what about I'm you, Brian? Yeah. Generally speaking, I only really like to use like official stuff, like a Microsoft controller, a PlayStation controller, mm-hmm. like a Sony controller, a Microsoft controller. Um, I do like the translucent aspect because I feel like that was such a cool design thing of the 90s is like when everything was see-through or whatever. Yeah. And so I really wish that would make a comeback. But, um, you know, if, if the reviews are fantastic or whatever, uh, maybe I could consider kind of like what Fan was saying, like having it as like a kind of like a spare controller to just take portably or whatever. Like that might be nice mm-hmm. if it's functional or whatever. But, um, yeah, generally, I just kind of stick to my Xbox and PlayStation controllers. Yeah. I used to be like that too. I used to do only first party stuff. And then 8 bit do came around. And I started playing with their controllers. And yeah, I actually really, stuff for sure. yeah, I started, I really like their controllers. I have three of their controllers the Ultimate, the Pro 2, and then the SN30 Pro, which is like the Super Nintendo looking one. And then, of course, yeah. I have the King Kong or the KK3 uh, Max controller, which is my favorite controller right now. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've, this looks something that I would replace my SN30 Pro with uh, if it's, like, small enough. Like, there was a comparison between this and the Nitro deck, and it's definitely smaller. I guess I should compare the SN30 Pro to my Nitro deck to kind of get a, um like, a, what's the word I'm looking for? So I can kind of see the comparison, comparison yeah, of how, how it is in terms of size. But, like, I, I agree. Like, I like the clear aspect. Like, I love clear controllers. When Abidu had the black and the purple clear SN30 Pro 2 controller, or I'm sorry, the Pro 2 controllers, I wanted those like in a heartbeat, but I was like, eh, let me wait because I already own one. I don't want to buy a second one of the same controller. Um, Ash, what about you? Um, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat, but as um Bryant, except um like I'm a simple man. All I really want is is a GameCube controller, and I'll be a happy man. That's pretty much it. 
well, with me, what um, when it comes to GameCube, GameCube controllers, I I will have no worry of breaking it if I sweat too hard on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's that's pretty much it with that. And plus, I mean, I there's feel, the Nixie controller. Yeah, is it is it good as a GameCube controller though? Uh, fan, you have it, don't you? The what? The Nixie controller, the one that looks like a GameCube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing. Yeah. Do you yeah, feel I, like I, I, uh. I mean, I'll choose to get to play uh, Metroid Prime because, you know, GameCube game. Yeah. It reminds GameCube game, GameCube game. It's fine. It works good. It feels nice. Uh, I mean, it's right. definitely bigger than a regular GameCube controller, but obviously for battery and wireless and all that stuff. Because um, you can, you know, obviously you can take out the middle and slap these on the side of the Switch. Hmm. Yeah. I've got a lot of controllers. Like, I've got like this tiny little micro like little one but the, the pdp one or the yeah. uh power a i think it's a, I think it's a power a. yeah power yeah. a one and then i'll, I'll like i have a lot of 8-bit new controllers you um, got the genesis one yeah i got the genesis one i got the ultimate when it first came out but this is wired yeah and then sn30 pro with the grips i do buy a lot of like non-party one controllers just because i want to see how they compare yeah and they've gotten a lot better. Like back in the day, yeah. third-party controllers were like not that great. Like Mad Cats, right? Like, yeah. You you would not buy a yeah. third-party controller unless you wanted like the. Turbo you gave your friend it. When you yeah, yeah, it yeah. Your house, yeah. You gave your friend the yeah. controller. Exactly. What was, what was the one third-party? Like a one-up. It's in GameStop. Let me see. Yeah, the controller Mad Cats been... was the GameStop controller. That was their. Brand. The one really, been, that was the I've one I've been using. Yeah. Because yeah. one, the one up, I was like translucent. It was blue. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It wasn't Mad Cats. I think I think it was something yeah. else. Yeah, it it was had like cool, lights yeah. in it. Yeah, it had lights. Oh, um, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, those were bad. Those were bad too. I bought, I bought that to just to if I have a friend come over to play on it. But when yeah. I try to try that for myself, I'm like, oh my god, this is the worst ten dollars I ever spent. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I mean, spent ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, there's some ten dollars stuff. I mean, just that ten dollars was bad. There was a third-party controller that I used on PlayStation, and that was mainly for Final Fantasy VIII, and it, it's because it had Turbo. So every time you do the GF boost, Afterglow, by the way. Oh yeah, Afterglow. Yeah, that was the was Afterglow. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that was it. Um, but this controller, it would have it had Turbo, so it had like a little not a, like a screen, but there was like a thing in the front that lit up, and it would tell you if like Turbo was on and what button was on in Turbo mode, which was pretty cool. Which you know, funny enough modern controllers don't even tell you what buttons in turbo mode you have to kind of guess for yourself after you put it but anyways i would use it for final fantasy 8 because you would have to hold select and then keep tapping on square to do the gf boost but with turbo i just press and hold and then when it like tells you to stop you just let go and then you continue and i will always get max boost which is i think 300 all the time do crazy damage it made the game so easy <laughs> but that was like the only time i really used a third-party controller other than that it was always first party until recently and uh, also i was uh i was wrong about the afterglow it wasn't afterglow because i actually remember the the controller never light, lit up it was actually a rock candy controller if you remember oh that. rock candy so, i do know i've that. never heard of that yeah yeah those are those are all those are cheaper than the afterglow <laughs> yeah they are yeah, afterglows were pretty decent. They weren't like the best, but they were pretty decent. They broke easy, there, and you get stick. There was there was something to show off, I guess. Yeah, they so. lit up at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
But yeah, that the crack uh Neo comes out or ships at least by April, between April 15th and 19th. Uh pre-orders are available. I definitely will be picking this up and I will have a review on the channel after like a week or so after I, you know, play around with it and see how I like it. Because the one thing it doesn't tell you is battery life, which is kind of interesting. You would think it would tell you about battery life. But it doesn't. Nowhere on their screen doesn't say battery life. <laughs> but yeah, moving on to some more news. Something that we talked about last week, which is Phil Spencer. And basically, like, everything going on with Xbox, a lot of it is pointing towards Xbox going third party. There was a bunch of rumors about, like, Starfield coming to PlayStation. Uh, a bunch of Xbox exclusives coming to PlayStation. And a lot of people were unhappy. So Xbox did take notice. Phil Spencer held a... Uh, well, Phil Spencer, first of all, wrote on Twitter that there will be a business update. I don't know what you want to call it, like direct or something this coming week or this week rather. And he's going to talk about, I guess, the future of Xbox businesses. But he did reassure employees that Xbox consoles will continue and be part of the strategy. And that also involves multiple devices. It has a lot of people speculating because there was rumors that Xbox themselves is working on in handheld, uh, which I could kind of see like, cause gaming handhelds are, are super popular. You know, the, the Switch kind of introduced that world back to us and made it very popular. And then, of course, Steam Deck kind of fast forward that like, like pretty quick. And you have all these like PC gaming handhelds that I think both PlayStation and Xbox took notice and are trying to develop. There's also a rumor that PlayStation is doing their own thing as well. And um, Nate the Hate, who is somebody I trust when it comes to leaks, he was one of them that said that Starfield was coming. But he now has recently backtracked and said that the new information he has says that Starfield will not be coming uh, anytime soon. and But there will be games that are Xbox exclusives coming to PlayStation. So it's kind of interesting because like, I feel bad for Microsoft. It's almost like they're always in like defense mode. Like Every time something good goes on, they had the Microsoft Developer Direct was pretty good, right? It was decent. Not every game that they showed off was my cup of tea, but nonetheless, it was still pretty decent. And then something like this happens. And it's just like, I really feel bad for Microsoft. Like It's almost like they can't win. No matter what happens to them, there's always a negative story that follows right away. So what do you guys think? Like, Do you guys think that Phil Spencer is just going to announce that all their games are going to come to third-party platforms? Or do you think he's going to kind of like reassure everybody that Xbox exclusives like Halo will stay exclusive to Xbox? I really hope for reassurance. It's going to be whatever yeah. makes it more money or yeah. stops the bleeding. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. yeah it'll probably be something yeah. um it'll probably be something in between i imagine yeah. like i don't think that he's gonna get on the mic and say guess what all of our first parties are going to playstation and if they can if switch can handle it, it's going to switch like everything is going to multi-platform i don't think it's gonna be that but i also don't think it's gonna be like nothing is going i think it's gonna be probably strategic like uh you know your sea yeah. of thieves your um Hi-Fi rushes, those ones they're initially talking about. Don't know about Starfield. I, like, I, I agree with what you're saying, that, like, there's been kind of some backtracking on that. Yeah. Um, You know, Gears, Halo, all that kind of stuff. I really, I'd be really surprised I, if that stuff yeah. is going multi-planet, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it seems like that, that when that, ex when that uh, happened on Twitter last week or whatever, and um, that just started trending everywhere that it was official microsoft is going multi-plat and they're yeah. closing down xbox and it's just all going to hell uh i'm glad that it's it's kind of cooled down a little bit from that sentiment uh so we'll just have to wait and see what uh, that business means about i guess 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel... Yeah, go ahead, fam. I'll say what you're talking about, them making a handheld. I can actually see them doing a, not a handheld, but just making the Xbox as an OS. Yeah. That, that would work. I mean, if you... That would be perfect, actually. An Xbox OS. I guess the flip side to that, though, it's like, if you want to download Steam, will this Xbox OS allow you to download Steam? Which I can see happening in the future, because... Mm-hmm. If Europe continues to push that, you know, you your platform needs to have third-party app stores, I'm sure that's going to include consoles at some point. And mm-hmm. Xbox OS would probably be the best way to introduce, like, Steam, which I, th- I think would be pretty cool. If I was able to have Steam on my Xbox, I would probably use my Xbox a lot more because then I can play my Steam games on there. I mean, they're already x86-based, so the hardware is already there. You just got to get the games. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I could see that as well. Like, honestly, at this point, I feel like everybody should just have a handheld. <laughs> it, for yeah, me, I, I just love, I love handhelds. <laughs> remember Windows 8? How it had, like, the tiles? Yeah. Like, that would be, like, the perfect, almost, like, for that a handheld, true. right? That is true. This is all tiles, so. Windows 8. But you don't even have one yet, James, so how can you talk? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Steam Deck. I have a Steam Deck, so I do Oh, have you do that. have a Steam Deck, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, so I do have the Steam Deck, and then I have, of course, my, my Switch. So I have two handhelds. I'm just waiting to pick a third that will join my party. <laughs> she just doesn't have a Windows-based handheld. Yes, I don't have a Windows-based handheld. That's the only thing Fair I enough. have. Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, but with this other topic, maybe that'll be the one he'll get. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. That one is looking really, really nice. But, yeah, going on with Xbox. Yeah, I guess we'll wait to see what their business update is. Again, I feel bad because, like, I don't know, I always thought Phil Spencer was probably genuine, but he was the closest that we were going to get to, like, another Iwata, but at this point, I don't know. Uh, I have also was reading a rumor that apparently there's, like, a split in Microsoft leadership. Uh, Sarah Vaughn and there's somebody else, I can't remember. They are on the side that exclusives helps out the business, where you have, like, uh, what's his name, Satya Nadell or whatever, the CEO, and um, like Matt Booty from Activision, they're on the side that's like, no, multi-platform is where it's at. You got to have your games on every platform. Uh, like me, honestly, anybody who says that exclusives is the stupidest idea, the first thing you need to do is look at the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch would not be where it's at today without any exclusives. If it had no Breath of the Wild, no Mario Kart, no Animal Crossing, none of that stuff, it will not have sold the games. And that's facts. Like, you can say, yeah, you know, all these other things, but people buy the Switch for the exclusives. You got to have good exclusives because people will buy your platform for exclusives. You go, anything that you buy, regardless of what it is, it's always because of exclusive features. You cannot tell me that you buy something and you don't care about the exclusive features because then you are lying. And I will, I will say that, that you are a liar if you're saying you're buying something not for its exclusive features. But like it's one of those things that they gotta just step up their game with exclusives. Like it's it's really important to have that. If you have no exclusives, nobody's gonna care about your platform. It it's easy as that. The Xbox, I have one, I have a Series X, it just stays there because there's no point at when Halo Infinite is like the only game I played on it. That's it. <laughs> Everything and I have the Sonic games, but those aren't technically exclusives, but as of right now, they're the only ways to play them, you know, legally is on xbox because playstation is you know dumb when it comes to ps3 backwards compatibility <laughs> but yeah that's my two cents thoughts you know if you guys disagree with me do any guys disagree with me actually when it comes to that 
uh, how much of a pain it is to do backwards compatibility with PlayStation 3. I can tell you all about that. I just spent the last week getting redownloading all my stuff on PS3. Tell me about it. No, I'm talking about the uh, exclusive things. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a believer yeah. in exclusives 100%. Yeah. You got to yeah. have something that sets you apart. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and it's Microsoft not just exclusives. It's, it's good exclusives. Microsoft has something. Yeah. Just, uh, they kind of just dropped the ball on it. So Yeah. yeah It'd be and... different if, like... They said like Game Pass was only available on Xbox. Like you couldn't get them for PC or anything like that. Then that would be like, hey, this is the only place where you can do Xbox streaming Game Pass. You can't get it on anything else. But now that they have it on like PC, Mm -hmm. Android, like freaking iOS, like you know, they got to have something that sets them apart from everyone else. I'm in the camp that uh, bringing Xbox games to PC hurt them more than helped them. Uh, and yeah, they might be getting that revenue, right? But it hurt the Xbox as a whole because the conversation that was like, well, why do I need an Xbox? I can just build a great PC and play the Xbox games on there. And, and yeah, I get it. Not everybody's going to buy an Xbox or not everybody's going to buy a gaming PC, right? Some people want a cheaper Xbox, but the likelihood of that is like very, very low. There's a lot more gaming PCs out there than Xboxes. Uh, you know, we work in, in a, uh, you know, I work in a space where, you see people coming in and they buy gaming PCs and it's quite a lot. Like a lot of people are coming in buying gaming PCs and it's very common versus can't tell you how many Xboxes I see leave, you know, it's not, not as common. So it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, it's not 2008 where people were going through and buying 360s like crazy. The It's changed, but PS5, they still continue to sell. I believe the recent rumor from take or not rumor, but the recent, um, analyst from take two was that ps5s are selling two to one xbox so it's like which i feel like that's a low number i feel like it's like more like three to one but again that's what i'm seeing with my eyes versus what's actually happening but yeah that's that's that we'll wait to see this week on what's going to happen with the business update if anything anything good anything bad we'll see moving on to our next topic you know we love to talk about PC gaming handhelds and how I'm very <laughs> undecided, decisive on what, what to get. I do not know what to get. And right when I thought I was set on getting the claws, you know what, I'm going to just get it and try it out. You know what you are? You're <laughs> the embodiment of that. You're you're the embodiment of that <laughs> meme with the two women, like the guy with his girlfriend, and then like the girl walks, and then you like he turns oh, no. back Ooh. and looks at the girl. That's you. Yeah, that's going to help. Uh, well, the INU flip, DS and it, I just happened to see a video. Of, who was it? I think it was a uh, ETA Prime. ETA Prime, yeah, yeah. ETA Prime showed the video. It's like, oh man, why did I watch this? Like, I I should not have watched this, but I did. <laughs> the INEO Flip DS, which I knew was a thing coming out. I seen it like before when it was like first announced, and it was like you know like uh, renders of it. But he actually had one. It was like testing, and I was like, man, this thing is actually pretty cool. So one thing that I've mentioned before is that the DS and the 3DS is one of those things that is very, how can I put it? It's very hard to recreate. Like the experience that you get on there is not the same. You can emulate those games on a PC, but it does not feel the same versus, you know, playing it natively on a DS or a 3DS. The Ioneo Flip DS basically solves that for you. So it is a Windows-based handheld, and I have it up on the screen there. Uh, It's a windows base handheld that has two screens uh which is pretty awesome and that second screen could be used for quite a bit of things 
Uh, for example, you can use it to like watch a video while you're playing a game. I don't know why you would do that, but you could. I guess some people do. With me, when I play a game, I'm playing the game. I don't want to do anything else. Maybe if someone wants to do like a um, like a walkthrough. That's true. Video. They can kind of just watch it along and play along. That is true. Uh, but yeah, it's a dual screen handheld, Windows base. That second screen can do, you know, video. You can put something else on there because uh, that's its own web browser. You can see like the stats of what's going on. So like, you, you know, say your TDP, uh, see like performance and stuff like that. And it just looks really, really cool. I, I mean, I just don't know about those thumbsticks, those recessed thumbsticks. I don't know about that. It's like how the old, uh, was it the Wii U concept was? They were circle pads before they went to actual thumbsticks. I don't know if you guys remember that, but when the Wii U was first showed off, they had two circle pads instead of the thumbsticks. But yeah, I, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, it, it, it could feel weird. The shape of it. Yeah, I, mean, I can do that. The it just GPD, all depends on the ergonomics. The GPD Win, like those flipping laptop consoles yeah. that they sell, yeah. has that same recessed thumbsticks, and I those seem to sell. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people like the GPT win. I think weren't you thinking of getting picking up one fan? I was, I was, but they're like a thousand dollars. And yeah. then as soon as I found that, I'm like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, so dual screen. Uh, people already have tested out with like Citra emulator and stuff like that, and runs great, which is exactly what I would use it for. Um, ISBase 2.0, which is basically like their, I don't know what you would call it, like kind of like OS management, I guess you would say. Not exactly sure uh, what you would call that. What, yeah, what, what, what would you call that? It's like there is their version or of like Armory. Launcher? Yeah, it's their version of Armory Crate basically, because you can all you have a bunch of settings in there. Uh, it does have a um, optical like a uh, fingerprint reader on there, and then there's also like a little mouse like trackpad thing on there. It's like a nub. If you guys remember the nubs on laptops back in the day or like computers back in the days, uh, has an oculink. Yeah, go ahead. Is that well, because they had that square mm-hmm. optical mouse. Yeah. I thought that nub next to it was like the power button with the fingerprint sensor. It, is it? So That's what I thought it was. Let me see. Because there's a square and a circle. And that square one I know is the optical one where you just like swipe your finger yeah. across it. And yeah. that's your mouse. And the, I think the circle button is your power button with the fingerprint sensor. I think you're right. That's yeah, it does it say the square. Yeah, it says square is the optical finger mouse. Uh, it doesn't say anything about the power button here. Because I saw like the, the buttons on the top, and there yeah. was no like buttons on the top. There was all just ports. Yeah. So it has to be one of those buttons. It's one of those, on the yeah. Front. Yeah. So you have that. There's the Oculink port, which is nice. So it allows you to use like third party, uh, not third party, but you could use like external graphics cards. Uh, hall sensing joysticks and, and triggers, which is nice. A 28 watt VC air cooling system. Which I guess we'll have to see if it's pretty good. Uh, in an innovative ergonomic grips, we'll have to see that. Uh, it's a 120 hertz seven inch display, 1080 1080p, uh, which is the main display. And the smaller display is it's not on here for whatever reason. They should have everything. That's together. a three and a half inch. It's three and a half inch. Okay, three and yeah, a half 3.5 inch. At a lower resolution, of course. And I think they said apparently it's the same. It's the same size of what the bottom screen was for the 3DS, and it's also the same size of like a GBA screen, which is kind of cool. So like everything like fits perfect on that screen. Uh, here's a, if you're looking on the screen, there's like a little look at IS space. So it looks like it has like a fan, like fan controllers. There's a mute button. I guess you can minimize stuff, hibernate, 
I guess a Windows button, FSR, enable FSR and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> this little picture was funny because it shows like different quick apps and it has Firefox and next to it, it has the logo of Spotify, but it says Discord. And it has the logo of Discord, but it says Shortwave. I'm like, uh, okay. But yeah, <laughs> that, that, that second screen looks like it's pretty cool. It's pretty like customizable. It's a smart secondary screen. Like it, it's more than just a second monitor. There's a lot of things that second screen can do, which is kind of neat. It's it's not replacing like or how can I put it? It's better functionality than what Windows is with just a second monitor. If that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense, but it it just looks awesome. Like what what do you guys think about this? I, I think it's the coolest thing, you know. And I I when I saw this, I just thought to myself, why don't people make anything that's like the 3ds form factor? I really do like the flipping design and everything. Uh, Brian, what do you? What are your thoughts? I think it's cool. Um, it reminds me of kind of like the first time I got my uh, Game Boy Advance SP in like mm-hmm. what was that, two thousand three or whatever. Like I thought that was so cool that it it flipped into that little square shape. You slide yeah. it right in my jeans pocket, and I'd play it when I was uh, in the orchestra in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that there's a certain appeal to the whole to that, just because like then you don't have to worry about like the screen getting messed up because it's enclosed. Um, I think there's something to that. I just, the only thing, the only thing that kind of makes me apprehensive about it is that if you're buying it to be like a DS emulator, yeah. then like, cool. But I don't know if it has enough utility, like, ser- I mean, you can find utility for anything, but enough like utility realistically to really differentiate it between, uh, you know, the, the Lenovo or the Asus or the, um, Steam Deck. Uh, the MSI or yeah. the Steam Deck or whatever, like, it just depends, I guess, on how you're really planning on using it. If those uh, two screens are really going to do it for you, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the second screen thing is kind of cool. Like the main thing I was looking at, and you know, I, I'm I'm still thinking about it's really the power and the performance, right? Because first and foremost, it is a Windows PC, right? So I will want to use it for Windows games. But ETA Prime had like Miles Morales running at I think. A 1080p was a 60 fps fan do you remember like eh, it was something like that um, but it was it was like medium to low you know settings yeah it all depends on your settings i bet he had like fsr on for sure yeah and it was running great uh i think the model he has was using the ryzen 7 7000 series versus the 8000 that which is yeah. the newest uh apu that came out and, and that's the main thing like if i can get good performance with good battery life that's kind of like what would draw me in but of course there's no word on what battery life would would be out of this Uh, especially you have two screens yeah exactly that's that's the thing that does scare me is because you have two screens so battery life is probably not not as good but who knows uh ash what are your thoughts on this um it looks cool but i'm I'm just not like really warm warm interested on the product itself right yeah um if like yeah. you still need to get your Steam Deck, Ash. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's that reminds me. Does it have OLED screens? Uh, no, they're no. Uh, IPS displays. Then no. <laughs> I'm glad I'm that. <laughs> Listen, OLED yeah. screen. This is Hopefully, the the three and a half inch screen is like low refresh rate. So if you have like a static something static on there, it's not refreshing constantly. So it's not yeah. using a lot of battery life. Um, was it a LP LTPO whatever? yeah uh type screen um i'm hoping there's a way to like shut off the second screen altogether if you're not using it you know yeah see right here it says it has a 45 watt hour battery see that's 
barely bigger than my rog ally. Yeah, I'd say, isn't that the same that the rog ally yeah. has? Yeah, I think yeah, I think rog has like forty or forty four or something like that. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it, take, it take only has two screens, like straight yeah, up. Yeah, and it has two screens. Yep. I don't know about that. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. You have battery life. Like, if a rock alley can barely get three hours, and what is this going to do with the second, you know, display? Well, we can only find out once the thing actually releases, and you have people yeah. testing it out and stuff. But I'm I'm wagering that you might get like at best like an hour and thirty minutes, depending on which game you play, right? So. Yeah. Hour and a half, two hours. I mean, if you, if you can shut off the second screen altogether, yeah, you could probably squeeze out some more. Which I'm, which I'm pretty sure you can through through like yeah. the, the display settings and stuff, but that's up to the the user at the end of the day. So. Well, I, I yeah. assume it's up to the manufacturer. Hmm? Are you sure? Because I mean, because yeah, I assume you, the screen is built into the power of like the whole unit. Yeah. So there's got to be a setting somewhere to disable it, but I'm hoping they like do something well yeah there's a button on the 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 ianeo that allows you to like i guess control it so there's like two buttons there and those are set for you to control that bottom screen uh and i did i did see i believe it was eta prime where he had tapped on the bottom screen that allowed you to like con- manipulate it with the controllers and then you tap back on the top screen but i don't know if he did it by mistake or if it was actually like both screens were touchscreen because i don't think it doesn't say here uh they both have to be touchscreen you think so? Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't even say the second screen is touchscreen. No, because he because he was playing a DS game, and with the bottom screen. And was he? And touch- I'm pretty sure he was touching it because it was Kirby. Yeah. Hmm. I think they're both touchscreen. I'm pretty sure they're both touchscreen. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say anything here, which is what you think that was something that would uh. Yeah. But like there. dual touchscreens or something on their spec sheet. It, comes... it only makes sense for it to be dual touchscreen if they're going to... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It just says full angle hovering, maximum opening angle of 180, 120 hertz, high refresh rate, 368 PPI, 400 nits, 100% sRGB color gamut coverage, 110 sRGB color gamut volume. Yeah, and then for the second screen, it just says 3.5, 960 by 640, IPS screen, 3-2 screen ratio. No mention of touchscreen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both touchscreen. Yeah. Because I remember ETA Prime was using the optical mouse. And he was like, you can use this, but you cannot use the touchscreen. Okay. And he was tapping on the screen. But then he was playing Kirby as a 3DS game. And, it, you know, the second screen has touch. Yeah. I remember he was touching that too. Yeah. So to me, I mean, it, it looks looks cool. It My biggest thing with Ionio is their support. Like when it comes to just the support that they have on their their devices, they from what I've heard, it's not good. Like they'll support it for half a year and then that's it. They're moving on to the next thing. If you look Where at their website, uh, Hong Kong, I believe. If if you look at like their website, literally they just announced this, but they have something else already coming out. Another thing. It's like, dude, like you just announced this. Like and then a little bit ago they had the I believe it's the light. The Ionio Light that just came out, so like they're constantly pumping out devices, and it's like, dude, like get one thing, you know, go ahead and support. Like a, a good example, what I mean by support is Valve and the Steam Deck. Persona Three Reload came out, right? If you played it on the Steam Deck when it first came out, there were some issues. 
uh, I would run it at 40, and there's uh, some dips here and there. Like, when you will go to the main, I forgot what it is, uh, not the strip mall, the the plaza where there's, like, the cafe, there's the fountain in the middle. I, I forgot what that place is called. Um, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, you would go there. It would dip every now and then. In Tartarus, if you go to places where there's, like, open spaces, it would also dip. They did, like, a, a patch on the game and on uh, Proton. And now I can run in handheld, uh, or handheld, in, uh, on the Steam Deck, I can run at 60 FPS, no problem. I was, I was surprised. I was like, no way. Like, you went from 40 and with dips to now being able to do 60, no problem. And that's, that's support right there. They went in, they fixed it, they got drivers working, and now Persona 3 Reload works almost perfect. Where I and Neo doesn't seem to do that. Rog Ally is a good example as well with the Rog Ally. You they went and updated it and it runs a lot better than today than it did when it first came out. Uh Lenovo Legion Go, I believe a lot of people are also saying that it's gotten better over time. Where I and Neo doesn't seem to do that. They just pull out something, there it is, move on to the next thing. So that's the only fear I have for this, and that's probably the reason why I won't pick this up, is because of that. If I buy something I want it to last. <laughs> Or I want to have support at least, right? Yeah, that's that. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Do you think it's cool? Is it nah? Who cares? Yeah, it's, it's cool for the most part. I'm good with my Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for well, how much is it going to be? Like, what are they eight hundred dollars? Yeah, for for that amount of money, if you really need to play DS and 3DS game, you might as well buy a freaking used 3DS on eBay. <laughs> and true. And homebrew it. I'm I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. Or right. if you want to be super, if you want to be super expensive with it, you can get yourself a uh, Samsung flip phone and call it a day. Hey. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, a Microsoft Duo. <laughs> I was What's gonna that? say that was Microsoft's. Microsoft had new a phone. Yeah. That was two screens that had a hinge. That. That's that's. that's and people do. It. They've actually it's an Android based phone, and they do that by a grip case for mm -hmm. it and use it as a DS 3DS emulator. Like, when did that came out? And it works. <laughs> Oh, like, like 20, years ago? Yeah. 2020, 20, 2021. It's funny how I completely uh, missed that release. I don't know. They, oh, it was called the Surfers Duo. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, didn't, it didn't. It wasn't very popular. Yeah. To be honest. Makes sense. Um, At least you can still buy it. There was a video that uh, they had, like, the skin of the emulators would be the side of the DS, which was kind of cool. They did a lot of cool things with that in terms of the emulation, which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That one was convinced me. He's like, man, I should just get this. But Citra at the time was not working as good as it does today on Android devices. You can correct me on this, but it looks like this phone is like the cheapest flip phone you can actually get. I mean, probably now it is. I mean, it's not a flip phone. It's just two screens with a hinge. Yeah. So it's not uh, a bendable screen. I just call it a modern flip phone. Yeah. How's that? But <laughs> um, you're but, making okay, me feel old, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I use use flip phones too. But anyway, uh, flip phone freaking, activate. Hmm? But uh, yeah, you can get it from Amazon for like six hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. I th I thought I thought like the the uh, the more modern flip phones are like you usually started like at like a thousand bucks or something like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're all over a thousand, like, at least like fifteen hundred. Well, there there's the the Galaxy Flip, which is just a um a normal flip phone. The other ones are foldable phones, which are different. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. that's the term. Fold yeah. foldable phones. Okay, I can't call. Yeah, flip is flip and fold, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. I I don't know. I don't come up with these things. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but yeah, that's the Ioneo uh, Flip DS that does flip and not fold. 
Uh, and that is, I don't think there was a release date. At least I didn't see one. But you can pre-order it. It's on Indiegogo to do pre-order. If you go straight to like Anil's website, you can go ahead and click the pre-order button. Pre-order it if you want. Yeah. All right. And moving on to our last topic of the day. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Super excited. Only a couple weeks before that comes out. Very excited for this. The demo is available. There was a state of play that concentrated on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth where they kind of just gave an overview. It's basically stuff we already knew, which was kind of funny. The biggest announcement was that the demo came out, but that was already leaked. I want to say like a week before that even happened. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like it, it looks awesome. I played the demo. I think, I, well, I am the only one that played the demo here. And I'm going to go into a little bit of detail. No no spoilers. I mean, it's a 27-year-old game. Um, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah. there's there's no spoilers. But basically, the demo just takes place in the uh, flashback in Nibelheim, where Cloud is there with Sephiroth, and like Cloud is kind of like retelling his version of the story, uh, what's going on. And it was it was cool. Like I played it using the PlayStation Portal, so I personally didn't see any issues with it. But I know a lot of people were complaining about like the textures, saying the textures weren't looking great. Blah blah blah. Like I, I don't care. The game was fun. The demo was pretty fun. It was nice to see. My my favorite thing about the demo is, is not the gameplay. Because the gameplay is literally just Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you played Remake, you know what you're getting into. Nothing different there. They added like the, the what is it called? I think it's Synergy or something like that. But it's that was already in the Yuffie DLC. So that's just making a comeback there. The UI is kind of... Like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like when you press and go to the menu, there's like some weird like background where they show the characters and i just think it's kind of weird like i don't understand why it's there but maybe maybe it is something in Final Fantasy 7 that i don't remember but it just has a weird background for me um graphically speaking looks great it looks i mean the models just i don't know they look the same to me as the ps5 version but they're great in remake so that's fine yeah exactly like i don't know how much better you need to make it uh music in in the demo specifically was the same music from seven remake like literally the same music you go inside the 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 mako reactor it's the same music as all the other mako reactor stuff i guess the one new track was the overworld song the that was the only new track there and they sound amazing like i I called them on our way i think so i don't i I don't know what the name of that song is but it it sounded great it was a, a nice remix to that song uh in the demo, you also play as Sephiroth. Sephiroth is cool. Like, I played through the whole demo. You could choose to play as Cloud. I chose not to because it's like, this is the only time you get to play as Sephiroth, right? So I was like, why would I play as Cloud? So I played through Sephiroth. Sephiroth's amazing. He doesn't control, like, Cloud at all. He contr- he feels like a, um, I'm trying to think, like a Genshin Impact character. <laughs> like, he's just teleporting everywhere and just doing, like, crazy moves. So it's like, okay, cool, it's Sephiroth. Uh, but the highlight of the demo to me was the way they made Cloud act. So I guess spoilers for anybody who did not play a 27-year-old game or who has never played this, you might want to skip maybe five minutes uh, ahead, maybe 10 minutes ahead. Um, but everybody who's played this, everybody here has played it, right? Or I assume everybody's beating yeah. Final Fantasy Seven, right? I mean... Yeah. On the PS One when yeah. it came out, yeah, it's so the same then, you know, yeah. 
20 more. something years <laughs> so get, my memory get... may not be as good as it was but um you know i get i get i keep trying to get people to play the ps1 version but they, they keep saying no because graphics so i'm like okay whatever if you play crazy. remake without playing the original i i don't know what yeah. to tell you man yeah well i mean well i'm gonna talk about I, I, that a little bit later but um so the highlight for me is the way they made cloud act right cloud is is misremembering how the events went on because he he was there but the character he thinks he's he is is that. not exactly he's pretending to be Zach. Mm. and they did such a great job at animating cloud and the voice actor did a, such a great job at emulating how zach sounds in crisis core so if you play crisis uh core reunion and yeah basically yeah it's it's so cool because it's like uh sephiroth says uh you know he's in there while they're going to nibelheim and I think he he asked you know Cloud like what are your goals? He goes to become a hero. You know exactly how like Zach says it, and I'm like that is awesome. Like he he does a really good job at emulating how Zach says a lot of these you know sentences. And you, you can if you play Crisis Core Reunion recently and you go back to play this, they literally just copy and pasted the dialogue, which is kind of cool. And you know you can remember it and hear how Zach said it, and you hear how Cloud says it. Oh yeah, I, I know when this was saying. Uh, there's some other like differences they they did, and I think I can't confirm this. I don't know this, but I believe they're using the infantry soldier that's there that's supposed to be Cloud. I think they're using Zach's voice actor, but it also sounds like Cloud's voice actor. So I I don't know which one is doing it because he he said something, and I was like, oh, is that Cloud? So is Cloud speaking to himself? But then he said something else. I was like, wait, that sounds like Zach. Now I don't. I'm not sure. Speaking exactly like Fight Club territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's pretty interesting on how they did that, but they did a great job in terms of setting up that. And I think everybody who's played the original Final Fantasy VII and like has beaten it and knows what's going on is really going to enjoy how like this is how they're doing this part, which I think is pretty awesome. I, I don't know how you guys, but I think that was, that was the coolest thing because there's just the small things like Final Fantasy VII is most memorable. I feel like that's the biggest, um, like that's the thing that stood out to me for Final Fantasy VII. Do you guys agree, or is there something else you think sticks out? Um, I was gonna say I kind of agree with you. I remember like that's probably like one of the best moments early in the early in the game is when you do that flashback in Nibelheim and yeah. you 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 like uh, you're in that little truck thing and then yeah. um the monster comes and then you're you're beside Sephiroth and like yeah. you do a hit to the dragon and it's like you know thirty HP or whatever and then yeah. the dragon hits you and it hits you for like five thousand damage and then Sephiroth just like takes one swing of his sword and it's done yeah and he does all these like level three spells and kills everything in one hit it's like the coolest. Like, I can't think of a lot of other times in a, a situation, like, in an RPG or any game, really, like, where they so successfully show the power differential between, like, you and, like, a boss or, you know, their main character or whatever. It, just, yeah. it was just really cool and really well done, especially considering the context of what would happen later in the story. I, I agree. But, but what, do you, what do you think, what is your most, like, for Final Fantasy VII, like, what sticks out to you when you think it? Like, for me, it's just that it's that mind-blown moment of, when cloud i'm trying to remember because it's been so long since i played it is it like cloud okay, realizes cloud realizes that that wasn't him or is it somebody else doesn't else tifa or? help him realize it or something isn't like I, he in the I, live I, stream I, I and his consciousness tifa. is separated or something i thought it was both tifa in uh in Aerith. that that they make him realize that yeah because i do remember the live stream part because it's when he comes back because he's like he got what mako poisoning or something like that yeah and yeah he was like catatonic yeah because you couldn't use him for for that. Exactly. You had to use Tifa. Yeah. I do remember that. 
And all I know is that he remembers that it's not him. And then you re-see the same scenes, but you you see the scenes with Zack actually being there, uh, which at that time I was like, oh, this is a, it's a Super Saiyan, you know, <laughs> with black hair because the way they drew out Zack. I was like, oh, Cloud dyed his hair black at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but to me, that was the most memorable thing because you you go through the whole game thinking, oh yeah, he's a soldier, you know, he's a soldier. I'm a soldier, blah blah blah. And then you're like, oh, you were never a soldier, man. You were just a grunt. Like, <laughs> you were never this guy. But somehow you were able to hold your own against Sephiroth when Zack couldn't. But that's another argument there. Um, what what about you guys? What what sticks out to you for Final Fantasy VII? Um, I think this this one was a bit over uh, underrated for a uh, moment in the game, but it's pretty it's pretty much uh, Barrett's uh, backstory. And how he uh, lost. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, can't wait! Uh, can't wait for them to uh, do that in the remake. Can't wait yeah. to see that. But yeah, that, that, that that's what sticks out for me the most. Mm. What about you, fam? I don't know. Again, it's been such a long time since I played the full game yeah. that my memories is more up to date with the uh, remake. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I would probably say when uh, you uh, you, you meet. Valentine, Vincent, for the first time. Yeah, Vincent was pretty awesome. Uh, Opening the coffin, and then he's just like... The Vincent one, to me, was pretty funny. I don't know why, because it's just about the mouse like you have to do uh, in order for you to unlock him first. That and, like, the cross-dressing of Cloud. Like, compared to the sprite animations back on the PS1 versus now on Remake, Yeah, it's just... It made me laugh again. Mm, Like, I laughed so hard when that scene came up. Like, for... Uh, the Vincent thing. Go back to Vincent. <laughs> it was funny. Vincent, I didn't get him until the end of the game because I didn't even know you could oh, really? get him. Yeah, yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's just so hidden. It was just funny yeah. because he. Didn't, I didn't know you're supposed to go go oh, go back to Nibelheim, mm-hmm. go back to the mansion, gather gather all like the codes to unlock that safe to just just yeah. to beat the boss, unlock unlock the other limit break for Red, Red Thirteen, and then you go to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like all these steps just so we could talk to Vincent for a couple of minutes. You leave and he's like, "Wait," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> Excuse me?" <laughs> I just thought it was funny, but like, it looks like in the remake they're probably not going to do that, which I'm like, I'm sad. I'm a bit sad no, about. I think they already confirmed that he's part of the story, so like, you will be forced to get that. I assume then. So I'm trying to think, when do you go back to Nibelheim? Good question. Yeah, because I, I don't remember when. Cause That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it'd probably years, be in disc you know? two, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be in disc one. Yeah. Cause I, I, well, cause I'm, trying to I, I'm pretty this... sure it would be, be part of Rebirth, per se. I think... Well, it, it is a Rebirth. You're going to get Vincent there. They show yeah. him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, did, did they confirm that Vince, that Vince will be playable? So He's not. Here's the thing. Yeah, I could have sworn they said in an earlier, like, uh, interview that he is playable that Sid was the only non-playable character but according really? to like a recent release he's not playable neither he's just a guest so, character I guess I guess by the end of the game I, I guess the way they're going to do, do the plots for Rebirth by, by the very very end of the game that's where they're going to finally get, get the airship because that's like Sid's big role yeah. in the game was to literally repair either like make the airship or no it's not making it's repairing like an exi- existing airship and so that that way they can tra- traverse easier easier throughout throughout the entirety yeah. of the continent so i guess that i guess yeah i guess uh, that will happen by the end of the game if anything so i don't know yeah yeah i don't i don't know how it's gonna play because now like my memory is so out of way i remember the beginning and the end and the middle was just like a big blur uh, yeah but- I, I i i can see why because there's certain things you can tackle 
earlier on and stuff like for yeah. another good example is that like for people that like never play their og ff7 mm-hmm. uh some people that didn't know that you, you um you didn't have to have yuffie in your pro- party even though it's highly nope. recommended for yeah. yuffie, yuffie uh, your party but literally you encounter you just you, she's literally a random encounter that you yeah. uh run into well, once once you live midgard and stuff and i think i don't know how many times you're supposed to encounter her before she like joins your party um you, do you know how many james is I it like three remember. times yeah i think she like what, what was the question you i mean how many times you gotta encounter yuffie before she oh just once you just you just it's just one time then you have to answer her questions the right way yeah yeah that okay. makes sense but yeah um but yeah it's it's interesting it's just like when it came to dicks this two of og ff7 like it was a lot of choices that the player had to make for themselves on what they wanted to do and stuff so I feel like in, in Rebirth, it's going to be more linear and handholdy compared to a, a, a compared to OG. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, if, I don't know if you did disagree with me on that. No, I agree with you. It, it's more linear. I wouldn't say yeah. handled, but it's more linear uh, because they said Vincent is going to join. Like he's not an option. He will join your party. There's going to be the whole scene. Um, so either A, they're going to kind of guide you to unlocking him, or B, you, they're just going to skip all of that and yeah. you know he just you open the coffin and then Vincent comes out. Makes sense. Um, yeah, like uh, I don't know. Like my the thing I'm most excited for is uh, it's not even like the cloud stuff, and that is the Zach stuff. Like that's the thing I'm most excited for, because going back to like what I was gonna mention earlier, remake and rebirth are not really a remake. It it is more like a sequel, I would say, because okay. Sephiroth. From what we can, like, you know, theories and stuff like that, because it hasn't been proven. I don't think it's been proven. Sephiroth is from, I guess, a different timeline. And he kind of knows what's going on, which is the way he's, like, trying to stop them. And then, of course, you had the, uh, I forgot what they were called. What, what were, like, those, like, spirit things that would go around and kind of push you to... to are they whispers? Yeah, whispers. Yeah, it has yeah. whispers, right? Yeah. The, what, whispers or fate or something? Like, is that what they're called? Like Something like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, because like Sephiroth is kind of like messing up everything. He's going out of order, and the you know the whispers are kind of going through and trying to guide it to go where it's supposed to go. But now you kind of defeated all that, and now the story is kind of is all out of whack because, a you know if you beat remake, you know and then spoiler, I'll give you like you know a minute to jump ahead or two minutes to jump ahead. Uh, but in remake, of course, at the end, you see Zack, and Zack is not dead. Uh, in the interlude, there's an extra ending. Where in uh, interlude he's he went back to Midgar already, and he goes to see Aerith, and Aerith is not in the church. Uh, and then there's like also you know that it's a parallel universe because the the what's it called the Shinra dog symbol like the mascot is a, t- a different dog compared to the one that you see while playing the game. So I'm more excited for like that stuff to kind of see what's going on than what's actually happening in the cloud side of things. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. It's it's practically just mostly new co- new content for Rebirth, yeah. which is nice. And um, hopefully they they uh, they're able to like you know piece things uh piece things together with good writing and stuff. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I hope so too. Yeah, especially with Zach, because Zach is very popular, and I think especially with Crisis Core, Crisis Core made Zach I think super popular. Hey, I, I've always liked Zach. The minute I found out that Zach was what Cloud was pretending to be, I, I got excited. Uh, and then of course you see exactly how Zach was in Crisis Core. I was like, oh man, this I, I love Zach. Like he's he's awesome. He's like he's just he's, he's just a cool guy. He wasn't a real hero. He tried to be a hero, and especially that ending. You know, when he I think was he, he asked Cloud. He's like Cloud, do you think I I became a hero? 
Like such a the sad price ending. of freedom is high. Yeah, I feel like he's probably like the most relatable character amongst other players because mm-hmm. like because the way the way he was uh, the way he was portraying himself, he wanted to be be like the uh, the other soldiers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I just I just noticed that Zach is more relatable with with other with other, with other players that are playing the game, um, more than Cloud. To be yeah. perfectly honest with you, so well, I think yeah. like a lot of what a lot of people didn't like about Cloud was, um, he had like the Sasuke vibe going on with him, right? It was like like that the brooder, like, yeah, you know, and people just kind of like not liked him. He was like, I guess not as bad as Squall, but he was still pretty bad. <laughs> And, oh man, squall! Yeah, <laughs> and then Zidane came and blew all that up. Yeah, and Zidane became the exact opposite of those two. Uh, you know, which is fun fact when you actually look at it. When it, seven, eight, and nine, when you look at the main protagonists, they're totally different than like one through five. One through five have like pretty much hero protagonists. Uh, yeah, and I guess we could skip like one because one is just there's no dialogue in one. But yeah, like exactly. two, two in in a head, they had like hero protagonist where the others were just very uh i don't know but anyways going back to that yeah i i I love zach i'm glad we're getting more zach um and i'm curious uh that uh i guess let's end this topic with what are your theories on what's going to happen in this game let's start with you fam (laughs) you start with fan even though he just told you memory's kind of vague right now well i'm saying what do you think is going to happen and (laughs) In general, like, you know, I'm gonna love the game. <laughs> I know that. My life will be like on pause while I'm playing that. <laughs> All right. What about you, Ash? Well, it it sounds it sounds like they're trying to do like a multiverse type of deal for this mm-hmm. game and stuff, and I'm, which I'm all for. It's just. I'm fine with any like franchise trying to tackle like time travel or or multiverse or multiverse type of deal. These got to do it right. So, um, with that being said, um, the way I'm seeing this right now looks like that um, for Rebirth, Aerith is not going to be the character that dies. It's going to be somebody else that dies. So, and the way is way the way it's looking like is that okay in the in this timeline somebody has to die, somebody has to do this, and somebody has to do that. It has to meet certain conditions or something like that. So for rebirth, for rebirth, instead of uh, Tifa um, dying at the hands of Sephiroth, um, the one t- taking that place is is me. Oh, Ash froze. Right when oh. he was about to give his spiciest take. There oh. you go. Wait, y'all froze too. That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying is that instead of Aerith dying there, it could have been it could be Tifa that dies there instead because maybe Aerith was supposed to die right there, but Tifa, right. Tifa comes in, say it saves Aerith, and Tifa dies instead. Right. Okay. So, um, what I'm thinking is that they're probably going to do like a whole multiverse type of thing where. Um, Tifa dies instead of Aerith, or maybe Cloud dies there instead of Aerith. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It, it depends how 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 well written it is if they're going to go down that route. Because uh, I don't think not not just um, Sephiroth like came from a different timeline. I feel like Aerith is also the same way as well. Because like the certain dialogue she was using with Cloud versus uh, OG Aerith are, are a bit ominous a little bit. Because like there were certain things that she already knew about cloud already which 
begs the question, okay, how do you, how do you already come to know about Cloud? I mean, you could have known, known him through, um, like what? Zach. But mm-hmm. like what dialogue? Cause I don't remember anything like that. They, she knew about Cloud. I know like towards the end of the game, she kind of knows like what the whispers are and what needs to be done. But I think it's because the whispers are telling her, cause remember she's an ancient, so she can tell like what the, what is it? What What's the, it's not earth. Is it Gaia or whatever the name of the planet? I think is. it's Gaia. Is it? Okay. Yeah, like what? What she can like hear Gaia speaking, basically. Did Ash freeze again, or? Or he's very deep in thought. Yeah, no, he froze. Yeah, I was like, man, like you can stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he is thinking about that. No, so, no, oh. no. Yeah, I, I was froze. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I was looking at my ping and it's been spiking up and down and stuff. I don't mm. know what's going on. So, okay, but um. He froze again. No. Uh, <laughs> Every time he's about to speak, he freezes. I think Square Enix is, is uh, cutting off Ash. He knows something. He knows too much. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Brian, let's go with you then while, while Ash is... uh, uh Maybe he's, he's rebooting or something. Uh, what about you, Brian? What, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Okay, so first thing I just got to say that um, this game... I can't think of another game that I've looked forward to as much as this. Like, the next post is probably when Ocarina of Time first came out. Um, you weren't excited I... about Tears of the Kingdom? No. No? Oh. Not, not to the level of this. Not even close. Like, okay. I, was, I was excited for Tears of the Kingdom, but um, no. Um, I will be very upset if Tifa dies, because she's probably my favorite character in the whole game. Uh, I, I would, I'm cause like they've made a, a lot of really big deals about like the story conventions in this game that are going to be changing. And there's like this one moment in particular that's supposed to just be incredible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and so I'm really, um, <laughs> I'm really curious as to what that is. Maybe Zach comes in at the 11th hour and he sticks out his buster sword and blocks Sephiroth's like, yeah. that'd be the most epic thing in the whole world. And like, they all fight him like in like cloud and Zach reunite. Oh, yeah. that'd be so badass. but who knows? <laughs> so I, I'm kind of, I'm in the theory that like, I don't think Tifa's going to die. I also think Aerith's going to die. I do think that maybe cloud will die, but it's not like a permadeath, right? Like, I feel like the ending of the game will be Cloud dying. And I guess now they have to kind of continue the journey without Cloud for a little bit. And I don't know. I feel like just the whole ending will be different, right? Like, the, when we get to part three of the remake universe, it just will be a totally different part three. Like, the the third game in the series will be just brand new content all the way around. Nothing that's, that's familiar at all will happen in three. That that's just my thoughts on it. Cause if I know Tetsuya Nomura, he likes to play mind games, and you know if you play Kingdom Hearts, you know that that's his thing, mind games. Especially when it comes to like sequels and stuff like that, he likes doing different things. And I feel it's gonna be one of those things that Cloud dies, but Cloud maybe comes with a live stream, and somehow Cloud does get resurrected and comes back. Um, as far as the Zach thing, I do think Zach is gonna be very important. I think they stated what that. Zach is 25% of gameplay, if I'm not mistaken. They did say a percentage of how much you will play a Zach. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they stated that. I just don't remember exactly how much, but you will play a Zach in, in, in uh rebirth, uh, which makes sense, right? Like why would you show him at the end and then not show him for the rest of the you know rebirth? Um but yeah, there's a there's a lot of interesting things there. 
but that that's my theory. Like I feel like it it can work out, and maybe it can redeem Cloud, and we can see Cloud as somebody different. Um, because for me, like I said, I I don't really care much about Cloud, especially when it comes to like Final Fantasy main characters. Cloud is not at the top of my list. Um, I I I could care less about Cloud. That's just me though. Even though I have, oh no, my little attack here fell off. I have this. <laughs> How to get it? I need player two, which is the Advent Children outfit. But they're not reprinting that. They should. This would be like the perfect time to reprint that. And I missed out on Sephiroth. Like I had a chance to get it, but I was like, I told my wife. I have Sephiroth, I but I don't have Cloud. Oh. Yeah, I, I wish I got Sephiroth. Like every time I look at this wall, it's like Sephiroth is missing. As well as Shulk. Shulk and, Sh- and Sephiroth are both missing. So uh yeah, yeah. I'm blaming this on uh on Spectrum. <laughs> I hate him so much. So you want to give your last thoughts, uh, Ash, to what you were trying to say? If you cut out now, we know Square Enix knows that you know something. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, <laughs> I doubt, I doubt, good joke. But um, yeah, it's just I, I feel like it's a whole multiverse type of thing. I'm mm-hmm. gonna withhold the information about Aerith for a little bit because I thought she said some some like slightly different stuff compared to what she said in, in OG FF7. I probably yeah. I probably need to go back to FF, OG FF7 again and see what she said. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember any. The only thing that I know that was offbeat was when she was actually explaining the whispers when they came out, and she was like, she knows what needs to be done. So I think she knows what needs to happen, and she knows like her fate. She probably knows that she's supposed to die, but you know, there nobody else is gonna allow that. So yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Maybe we'll have to fight like two Sephiroths, and then they combine. Honestly, I, I feel use... like the final boss, the final, final boss is gonna be like somebody is even bigger than than uh, than Sephiroth Sephiroth. or Genoa. Yeah. I feel, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel that that's what's happening. I feel it's like gonna they're gonna fight. <laughs> Maybe, but um, but yeah, I feel. I don't know who who that might uh, might be, but it's, it's probably somebody bigger than Sephiroth at this point. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, Imagine you actually get to like Sephiroth like turns a new leaf, becomes a good guy. Yeah. Or <laughs> he has a clone who's the good guy, and then you know <laughs> the real Sephiroth. Yeah, yeah. the real Sephiroth versus the clone Sephiroth. Yeah, no, I, I feel like Sephiroth is one of those things that he is a really good villain. That I will say, and that's another memorable part is that Sephiroth as a villain just makes sense. He's not just a bad yeah. guy that wants to be a bad guy, right? Like exactly, yeah. He's, he, just, he's also a victim too of yeah. Shinra of anything. So I think exactly, yeah. You know, it, it, that's the thing. Like the world of Seven. Like the more I think about it, I used to be like, "Yeah, Seven's not as good as people make it think." But the more I think about it, Seven was actually really good. Uh, it's just that I haven't played it in a long time. And as I remember the story and go through, I was like, "Yeah, Seven was actually not that bad." I think Seven. I prefer Seven over Eight. Like, any objections to that? <laughs> eight. I uh, the memories I have of Eight was interesting. First of all, the what got me to play Eight was literally the music especially yeah. what uh the, the song Laguna's called theme? um hmm? laguna's theme no not even no. that it's called it's called Ma- man with machine gun you remember that one yeah, yeah that's laguna's laguna's theme. Theme. yeah oh yeah, that's the well that's the battle theme that plays when you play as laguna's yeah. man with machine gun yeah oh yeah you're you're yeah yeah i i the i, I felt like that was one of my favorite my favorite one of my favorite battle things of all final fantasy i just love that so much so that's probably one of the biggest reasons i played the game um the story itself I don't know what to, how how to feel about it. I feel like it was just bland most most of the time. Whenever I'm playing, are you talking about eight? Yeah, yeah, eight. Eight. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah it was so plain to me. The thing that Abe brought us was the Gunblade. That is true. Gunblade That's is one of the coolest weapons ever. Yeah. You're you're right. It's just I don't Everybody. know. It's just. It's just, Everything I don't know, was, yeah. I don't know, like, what, whether we're trying to, like, go with it, I guess. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't, it just wasn't popping out with me. I think no, it's like, that like cast of characters. Like, like I, I, yeah, definitely the cast of characters are definitely not memorable. I mean, except for Squall, of course. Because to me, when I see, yeah, when I see Squall, I see Cloud trying to go to school. That's how I, that's how I see Squall. Yeah. So I'm just Laguna's like, okay. just Zack. I mean, he has, like, almost the same persona as Zach. Like, yeah, good they're point. very similar. Um. I think I think I think the surprising thing about eight was like right off the bat you could just use summons right off the bat I was like okay damn yeah, yeah. and then and then then early on I realized you're not supposed to you're supposed to you're supposed to you're not supposed to be using summons every time because I, I will actually penalize you so I'm like cool cool uh cool little uh lesson for the players and stuff great awesome um but other than that uh yeah nothing nothing really sticks out too much to be perfectly honest with you um. Uh, unless, unless you want to talk about that one funny meme from it, where um, best looking guy here. Yes, yeah. and, then, and then when you look up, look up close, literally there's nothing. Oh, unless you play, uh, unless unless you play the OG PS1 version, you couldn't see nothing. But in yeah. the remaster, you, you actually see them. Yeah. So you actually see their details and stuff, right? Um, but I have a question for you guys, um, which. This is something I wanted to say something about FF8 when he's done. No, no, no. Say something about FF8, then then I'll ask my question. Okay. Um, so like one of my like fondest memories of eight is because like it was my first Final Fantasy game, like for real, like when it came out. Cause like I played seven before, but I didn't play seven when seven came out. I played seven like a year or two after. Like I had like this crappy e-machines computer and I had FF7 on it and it like crashed my my computer and um, but when eight came out, uh, there was I got it like day one. So I think it came out on September 9th, 1999, the same day as the Dreamcast came out, actually. And um, I remember like that summer, the official U.S. PlayStation magazine had a demo for Final Fantasy eight. And what was really funny about that demo is that it had a different theme for the Dalet landing, like a different music track. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and then like the producer, like the director, the movie studio behind the movie, The Rock, said that that music track sounded too much like the music from The Rock, and so they had to change it to what it is now. <laughs> um, but I just remember with FF8, uh, I just really liked how realistic it was. I liked how, um, like, the the it was a lot more, like, realistic in the sense that they weren't, like, little dolls that were running around. Like, they were, like, actual, like, human beings that were, like, fought. Yeah. Like, you didn't see yeah. um, Renoa go into Squall. Like, she would, like, literally, like, walk around with him and stuff yeah. and um i liked how the ui showed like the hp of the characters without and like it was, it was just very like minimalist and it just i liked all the private military um academy stuff like that was really cool like cd you're like this elite military thing and you're, you're in school to be like a soldier and um some of the stuff towards the end kind of fell apart as far as like who the ultimate villain ended up being yeah. but the music was fantastic um some of the characters were better than others uh, the graphics were really nice for the PlayStation at that time, and um, I definitely appreciate that they tried to change things around, like with the junction system and trying to put a little fire into things. Um, but overall, I did like it. But as far as your question, do I like it better than seven? No, I mean seven is just so iconic, and it just has so much going for it. But eight is certainly good. I don't know anybody would say it's bad, but anyway, go ahead, Ash. What were you gonna say? So uh, th- th- this is like a conversation I, I have with like other like uh, fans or fans that also are a fan of FF Seven. And I, I I asked him all this question. Can you can you play? Can you go between OG FF7 and uh, remake FF7? And they told me no, mainly because of graphics. I never I never understood 
and I never understood that reasoning behind it because I feel FF7 OG is, is still very well played and stuff, mm-hmm. especially especially for all, all the stuff you can do with the, in the game. I feel like it's a, it's definitely a, a lot more customizable when it comes to how you want to set up your material with uh, your party members and stuff. I th- this thing overall, I feel like the gameplay is just slightly better than remake, which that's definitely a hot take. If anything, I would say that's a hot I'd, take. Definitely a hot take. It's just. It's, Sorry about that. <laughs> my, my, my friend's raging in League of Legends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, um, he was laughing at that awful take you just had. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he he'll probably laugh at it to be perfectly honest. But, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, is this? I don't know. It, I I do I definitely do do love the like the gameplay and combat for remake. It's awesome. I love it. I love it a lot. It's just I wish. I could just do a bit more with it. I, I want to. I want to like just figure out ways to make my characters like beyond powerful too and stuff. And you can you could definitely do that in FF uh, FF Seven OG, right? So I have a question for you guys. Can you guys you guys go between those, those two games with no issues whatsoever? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, turn based is turn based, and action RPG is action RPG, right? So it's like I don't for me like combat systems. It's hard to have a bad turn-based combat system. Like I can't think of one that I don't like. Um, I can. It is hard to have a bad action combat system. <clears throat> I'm 16, um, but you know. <laughs> see, he agrees the with me. Agrees. The roommate agrees. <laughs> laughing at your awful take. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he agrees he's with more me. Like, he's, he's more like he's he's disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like you know, like I I thought it was great. Um, you know, a game that it reminds me of is like Persona Five Strikers. Like, I'm not sure if anybody here has played Strikers, but Persona Five Strikers feels very much like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, where you have the have action co- elements to it. it. What's up? I have a copy of it. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, try it out. It feels exactly like that. Instead of having an ATB gauge, right? You just stop, and you have the Persona menu, and then you can choose your moves for the Persona, and then you can swap between Personas there. So it's like it's literally very similar, just not. ATB, um, but they're different, right? They're different enough that I don't, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Like turn base does feel more strategic, but I feel like this is also, in a sense that you still got to be strategic, right? Because it is fast paced and you still have yeah. ATB, so you have to select the right moves. You got to know when to use your ATB moves versus when to kind of build up that gauge. You can't just sit in auto attack with your, or not auto attack, but sit and continue attacking with your regular moves because then. You're you're missing out on either a lot of damage that you could be doing and stuff like that. So yeah, they're they're different enough that I think I uh, I don't know. They don't I wouldn't say one is better than the other other, like I guess. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's fine. It's just my 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 issue from all those responses I get from other people is mainly just, just the graphics portion of it, which I'm like Graphics valid, game, I, I hate, guess. I hate people who I'm say like, about graphics, like I'm just it's, it's 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 that's, I mean, how, that's my biggest issue. How many discs was FS8? What four? Yeah, four. And right? nine was and four. I think I think it was three. Yeah, and then FS7 was three. Three. Yeah, so I think it was three. Like, yeah, if, it was if, three. If Final Fantasy VII also was four discs, I guarantee you the graphics would probably be just as good as FS8. Yeah. That was the only limiting because they didn't have enough space. You know, three discs versus four discs. You got more space. Yeah. You can add more assets. Like, well, it was also of, their like first venture. In, yeah, in the PS4. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was like they learned from like what they can do with that hardware. But like, hey, let's yeah. add another disc and we can make it even better. Yeah, I mean, nine looked better than eight. 
like you yeah. can actually like, see faces and stuff like that and you know everything yeah. about nine looked just a lot better um you know cutscenes got better right you know uh, you the like, eight they feel very plasticky where nine they feel oh. more real like the lightning yeah. makes them look more real it's oh, just graphics the... between seven and eight is kind of mute because like once you get to like battle like it's not really that much yeah. huge of a difference oh once you get so into a fight i think that's I think... my viewpoint I think I think you guys misremember my, uh, my question. I was talking about the graphics between seven and se- seven remake. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, that's what I was saying. But like, yeah, but I it, think they're, it's they're still different for enough. between seven and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's. Also, I would ask those same people. Like, what other games do they play? Like, if they're playing games like um, God of War, uh, <laughs> God of War, <laughs> yeah, God of War. No, if they're um, playing any retro games, right? Like, are, are they playing Roblox? Like, you know, like you play Roblox. That, that, it's like that's the surprising thing about it because I'm getting the I'm getting these answers from, of course, from for people from my age group, people that are like more 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 millennial type of, type mm-hmm. of deal. And the most surprising answer I got is from my own father, who's 62 years old, that uh, um, this is older games with older uh, with old graphics. I'm just like seriously, not you too, Dad. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, come on, you literally, you really lived through the the, the entire uh, of, of the gaming yeah. industry. Come on, but it's just I guess yeah, people have different different opinions and stuff. I just I just think that graphics shouldn't be the thing that deters oh, you from playing sure. a video game, and it's just it bothers me because there are certain things I cannot recommend to people unless they play these other games. Yeah, for example, one of those games is Tales of Rise because Tales of Rise is literally the only game that actually let left the Tales engine and, and went to Unreal Engine four, thus being the best looking game, best looking Tales game compared to other Tales games. That doesn't mean it's the best one, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. There's the uh, combat is awesome, story is great. Problem is, it doesn't, it it's it doesn't like it, the story does, doesn't doesn't bode well compared to like uh, Tales of Besaria, Tales of Symphonia, Tales of, Tales of Vesperia, Vesperia. But that wouldn't matter because those uh, the, those older games have way worse graphics compared to what Tales of Rise. This is the predic- sure this is the predicament bad. I'm in right now. Yeah. Is that uh, is that I play these older games and I realize the, the the amazing strengths that they have. It's just that people sleep on these games because of graphics and stuff. Yeah, you don't you don't know how many people waited on playing Persona 3 Reload because they don't like the graphics in uh, in three in the FPS. Stupid. Right? It's it's it bothers me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree with you. It's just. I agree with hey, you. Listen, like, I, <laughs> listen. I may have a different. I, I may I, this could be a really hot take about it, but like. You gotta That's you gotta look past take. you gotta look past my appearances and just you know just just play play for different reasons and stuff right I don't know like literally one of one of my favorite games of all time is Ace Attorney and that's not even 3D it's just everything about it was it was just amazing right yeah. so it's just I don't know I, how do you guys feel No I I agree with you 100 percent like you know I think I, I think everybody here on this panel will agree with you 100 percent because we all play all types of games right you know it's like any i think anybody who says like especially old graphics like are horrible they they're they're tripping like you know let's be honest they're they're tripping they don't some age better than others though like i think science is aged worse than like super mario brothers you know it's just it depends on you think what generation hardware what was it Uh, i said like i think some games is graphics age better than others like yeah, um, you know, Final Fantasy VII's graphics are newer than like Super Mario Brothers three, but Super Mario Brothers three graphics have aged way better than oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Well, I agree. Like, and that's more of an art style, I think, choice and design because like sure. Breath of Fire four, right, has a beautiful art style. If you go and look at Breath of Fire four now, it looks crisp, and especially if you just throw it on a you know on an emulator and upscale the resolution, it looks it would look like just a modern game because the way the art style just grabs you. Where I do agree, like seven. 
age worse in terms of graphics, but I don't think yeah. it's that bad. Like I've seen yeah, I don't worse think it's bad either, looking like... PS1 games. No, it's fine. Than... Nine's fine too, but seven's not great. Yeah, like I to me, like seven, I don't know, there's a charm to it because of its art. There style. is a charm. I agree. If anything, I think seven has aged better than eight, in my opinion. Like base are, are seven. Graphically? Yeah. Because of the no. charm it has, the chibi aspect to it, you can mm-hmm. kind of get by versus I think with eight, it's just like, oh, like, you know, you, you just they, look yeah, weird. I can see why they aim more of a, like a realistic type type of deal yeah. with eight and stuff. Which you didn't even have the, mouths in seven. That's not, the, that the thing is, anything. the like, thing <laughs> is, I can understand where James is coming from because yeah. I too like because the the graphics in seven, like like you said before, it, it's a cheap more chibi style type of deal, yeah. right? And, and, and so, without mouths, they figure out how to emote differently. Yeah, so like they move their hands and. You know, and, and on, like on top that. of that, they have full they have full body models in in that in the actual actual battle sequences and stuff. So if they wanted to, they could have yeah. replaced oh, yeah, the chibis, yeah, chibis with their with their models if they mm-hmm. wanted. So it's just that that's a style that they went with, and yeah. I think that that's that's more subjective. If like what what kind of style you want to go for, a lot of people a lot of people uh, a lot of people told me that um, Silent Hill One's graphics were horrible, but when I look at them, I'm like, huh, I, I see like the sort of horror aesthetic to it. So I, I don't understand why people people don't like it. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna play OG Silent Hill yeah. Two rather than waiting for the remake for it to come out because I don't know. I it's so far when I when I look at it, I I'm I'm still not like. I'm not convinced enough for it's, it's not yeah. convincing for in front of front of me to, to buy it eventually, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, um, like like I said, art style means a lot, right? You know, yeah. There a lot of PS One games I don't think age well at all. Uh, you know, and that's one thing. Like especially in gameplay, right? Because uh, Metal Gear Solid One is one of those that I always say like Metal Gear Solid One has aged poorly. Like if you go back and play that game, it's very difficult to play. Especially if you played like two, three, and so forth, because two okay. changed the gameplay a lot, and it's a lot easier to do that versus one. Um, but you have Snake, um, what's it called? Um, Twin Snakes on GameCube. Snakes. They basically you re- just copy the P- uh, I'm sorry, Metal Gear Solid Two in terms of gameplay, and then that plays a lot better. Um, Except they ruined the Ocelot boss battle, but anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, it does make it a lot easier because of the first person and stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to graphics, right? Like, again, it's all art style and aesthetics. I feel like the more realistic you try to make your game, the uglier it's going to look in the future. Uh, A lot of PS3 games don't look great anymore because they're more realistic versus if you play a game, again, like Super Mario Brothers 3, you can play it today and you're like, oh, wow, this is still looks great. Uh, Chrono Trigger, you can play Chrono Trigger today without, without any of the, you know, like the remasters or whatever you would call the ports. And it still looks great today. Those are games that you know have aged pretty well. Um, Brave Fencer Musashi is another one that I think it has that same chibi art style as Final Fantasy VII, and it still doesn't look that bad because its chibi is not like realistic, so it kind of holds itself well. Uh, but the best looking game, like on on uh, PlayStation, and this is kind of like a side note, is Breath of Fire Four. Um, you know, fight me on that. Breath of Fire Four is the best looking game. <laughs> Don't know enough to fight. Just search it up. Google search Breath of Fire 4 and and you cannot tell me that that is not the best looking game on PlayStation. Like I I will be surprised if there's another game that looks better than Breath of Fire 4. That I can't think about. <laughs> a 4 is IV, by the way. It's uh they're using the Roman numeral. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Breath I'm pretty sure everyone here knows what the Roman numeral is. I mean, Breath of Fire <laughs> IV. 
if anything, I have never seen people pronounce it that way before. If you if you did, I'm really surprised. Hey, how many That's people crazy. say Final Fantasy X all the time? And that, that gets me angry when I hear Final Fantasy X. Like, okay, yeah, I can I see that I, I hear that more that? often. <laughs> I hear I hear that more often. I hear that more often actually. Dude, I get I get angry every time <laughs> I hear that. I was like, those are fighting words right there. But yeah, if you guys pulled up a picture of uh not actually no, it looks nice. I'm gonna show it on on the podcast here real quick too, so people can see. I'll pull up a picture here as well. Oh wait, I don't have a window open. Shoot, hold on. Yeah, it's just showing a picture of Zach and Cloud. Hold on a second. What the heck is going on here? It's my browser. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so I have pictures here, and like the in like the art style is great. Like it's again, you upscale that, make it HD, you have a really good looking game. Yeah, I've been playing it, you know, through emulation because Capcom doesn't want to, you know, port these great games to modern consoles, and it like it looks beautiful. It's upscaled to you know 720p for the or 800p for the Steam Deck, and yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's a cool. Wallpaper. So I have a question for you. Apparently, Breath of Fire Four was also sold on on the Windows platform. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have Do you have any thoughts about that? Is there like any difference between the PS1 version and the Windows Windows a hor- version? A horrible port. God, all right. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for letting me know. No, no wonder you emulated it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a horrible port. You don't want to play that version. Yeah, <laughs> like like most PlayStation games that came out on PC, like uh, yeah, they're a hit and miss. Um, I want to say eight wasn't also that great of a, a, a Windows port as well. Uh, the Tomb Raider games. Seven really wasn't. It would crash my computer, like I was saying. Yeah. So, seven was interesting. Well, I mean, I, I, I first you had an e-machine. <laughs> I actually first encountered you know, encounter several on PC, and it, it, it I'm surprised ran, Minesweeper ran, didn't crash your computer. Hmm? <laughs> Does anybody ever remember that game that like you're like this little guy? It, it, it was included. I want to say with at least Dell machines, where you're this little guy and you have to like kind of slide places and get to like a, a end goal. Like I do not remember. Like somebody posted this. I was like, I remember that game. Oh, why can't I remember it? It, you're, you're like a, a little guy, and you kind of slide move man. along. What is it? I was kidding. I said slide oh. man. I don't know. Oh, no. Like, all I know is that like, you would move, and like it's basically almost like a puzzle game. You're a guy, and you, you would press like the right on, on the um, the arrows, and it'll move right, but it'll slide like all the way, and you have to kind of like move him around perfect, but sometimes there was things chasing you that would kill you, or you can like fall down a hole and stuff like that. It was actually a pretty cool game. I used to play that like nonstop. How old um, was it? This would have been like mid nineties. Okay. I don't know what you would type to. to I just typed an old game that came with Dell machines. Nothing came up. Came up from mid nineties. Uh, reinstall PC games, maybe. All, all I remember was the Windows XP um, pinball game. I miss that so much. Sometimes I miss it so mm-hmm. much. Sometimes I, 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 I spin up a um, Windows XP uh, um, virtual machine. That's playing yeah. a pinball game. I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah, this thing, this thing is wrong. It says that Half Life was pre-installed on PCs. I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. That's that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. And I'll I'll text everybody on Discord. But yeah. that pretty much wraps up today's podcast. Uh, thanks for watching. And yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out on the what, 29th, right? Because it's the last day of February. I believe that's the 29th, right? 
Yeah. Oh, wow. You're yeah, right. Because on the 29th, I am planning to do a 12-hour stream of that. So I'll be doing the first 12 hours of the game. So Ooh, I will I will be doing that. So make sure you come out and hang out with me while I do that. I will not be streaming the whole game, though. It's just those 12 hours. And after that, I'll probably stream something else on my other days. Um, because I just want to soak in the story. I don't want to have to like constantly, like you know what I'm saying? I don't want to wait every week just to play the game. I want to beat it, get it out of the way. So I can play Dragon Sogma when that comes out. <laughs> but as always, thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Once again, we're trying to hit 750 subscribers by the end of the month uh, and 1,000 by the end of March. Uh, make sure you uh, – well, actually, we'll say that later. Uh, follow us at Twitch as well. We will be back on Thursday with some more Stranger of Paradise. We probably might finish that, if not this week, the following week. Um because there's 13 levels. No, I lie. I think there's 15 levels in the game. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, there's 15 Final yeah. Fantasy games. At the time, there was 15 Final Fantasy games. At the Final time, Fantasy yeah. Games. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so I believe there's 15 levels in that game. Um, So, yeah, we might finish it pretty quick because we're on... We've done, what, five already, I want to say? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So then we'll have to figure out what we're going to play. Maybe Crystal Chronicles again, the DS versions. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll mod Final Fantasy VII Rebirth in, on PS5 and make it multiplayer so each person can control a party member. <laughs> that would be actually pretty awesome. Not going to lie. That would be pretty if cool. Only, if only we were that smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fan, where can I catch you at? Uh, you got to catch me on Twitter and Twitch at FanXY. And YouTube. And YouTube. Oh, yep, YouTube. That's right. YouTube. <laughs> what about you, Ash? Uh, you can catch me. Um, I can't talk. You can catch me at on on twitter and youtube at s destroyum so yeah there you go uh ash i just want to tell you i was watching a video today on it's a lawyer reacts to um ace attorney <laughs> i i Ooh, i've I've, I've, I've I've seen the yeah. video uh, i've seen like the thumbnails and stuff i didn't want to go in to watch it because it, it would remind it's one of those things where I might how it really works, Ash. Don't I, let I, anybody I, tell you the other way. I might, I might get hit with with a lot of ugly truths about the game. I refuse <laughs> to watch it because if an actual war lawyer watches it, they're gonna like rip that game apart. Yeah. I know that, so I'm good on that. I mean, that. to be fair, everybody has like their own justice system, right? So like maybe that's how Japan does theirs. But I think uh, people have said it's a fictional justice system to begin with, so it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> apparently that's not that's not how Japan does their justice system anyway. So it's like yeah. And that in the lawyer, that's exactly what he says. It's like it's a fictional justice system, so it's not. But he just compares it to American justice system because he's an American lawyer, just to see like what's different and Fair. you know what's there. Well, listen, uh, I would I would have became a lawyer if there was actual background music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, that's not gonna. That's never gonna happen because it's boring. Like that. It's boring yeah. that way. You get maybe, uh, maybe the uh, maybe the judge that you'll you know go into the courtrooms will let you bring a boombox in. Uh, play music no, when you're doing your... you gotta yeah. do this at the same time like objection like, I, I tell you this if, if, i'll tell you this much if if all like the judges and lawyers were like gen z that'll probably happen but that's not gonna happen anytime soon so <laughs> oh man that would that would actually be cool then i would go and be like one of those people who will watch these court cases just for the music i'm like oh yeah that's a nice ost you did a, you did a good job picking that ost like it'd be fun uh brian where can they catch you at red underscore so underscore deep on twitter or you can catch him at yeti buying shirts as well yes <laughs> yeti not fanatical <laughs> and as always you can catch me right here at the random encounter where i try to do at least one video a week which i 
kind of been doing at least one video a week. I didn't do a short last week, and the week before that, I didn't do a long form. But this week, I should have both up for sure. So definitely stay tuned for those. And you can catch us all on Thursday uh, doing some more Stranger Paradise. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time.